What a great day to be in the house of the Lord, huh? Man, God is so good to us. So good to us. I want to talk to you today about seeing the kingdom of God. Seeing the kingdom of God with our eyes. We're going to look in, in John 3. We're going to look just for a moment. Story about Nicodemus. And we're going to learn a few things about Nicodemus. And, and what's required for us to see the kingdom of God with our natural eyes. You know, the kingdom of God, it starts in the spirit realm. It starts when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we become a new person in Christ we're at, when we're actually born again and go from what the Scripture says, from being a child of wrath, or you might say a child of judgment, because before we receive Christ, we are a child of judgment. I mean, we, we will be judged for our sins and our wrongdoings. But the Bible says that we go from being a child of wrath or a child of judgment to being a child of God. And there's a huge difference. So... So it starts, seeing the kingdom of God, it starts in the spirit realm, and then it's manifested in the natural realm, okay? Now, none of these testimonies would be possible if they were not born-again children of God. It would not be possible. It wouldn't be possible. I'll even go one step farther. Not one of these individuals could manifest and have the strength and the courage and the power to do these things on their own. In fact, if we was to turn all of these over and you've seen the before pictures, that's usually where we lead ourselves, right? We make, us humans, we are stupid. Well, that's why the Bible tells us to renew our minds so that we won't make stupid decisions no more. But we make wrong decisions. That's, that's really my point. You're not stupid, okay? Don't get mad at me. You're not stupid. You're just not real smart. No. <laughs> no. No, that's not it either. Well, some of you. No, that's not right either. All right. We make bad choices. We make bad choices. And that's why all through the scriptures, God speaks through his word, and Jesus always said, follow me. Because if you don't follow him, you will go astray. If you don't follow him on a regular basis, even after you're a born-again child of God, if you don't follow God, you will never end up and walk in the blessings and the power and the good things that God wants you to walk in. You can be, you can be a born-again child of God and never walk in many, 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 and even most of the blessings of God if you don't follow him. Don't raise your hand, but is there anybody here that has any unruly children that just will not listen to you? Well... 
God has a few too. <laughs> you know, God's got one or two too. But see, he wants us to follow him. And that is one of the most important things that we must do is to follow him to see the kingdom of God manifested in our lives. John 3, 3, Jesus replied. He says, I tell you the truth. Now, notice Jesus, he's, you know, he's not just joking around. He's telling the truth unless you are born again, unless you become a child of God. Unless you make a change in your life, unless you humble yourselves at the foot of the cross and open your heart up and ask Jesus to come in and forgive you, only then, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. How many of you want to see the kingdom of God? I do too. You know what? I only not, not only want to see the kingdom of God manifested in my life and my family's life and my, and my kids' life and my friends' and your lives, but I want to see the kingdom of God manifested all over Fairfield, all over Flora, Mount Vernon, Centralia, Wayne City, Bluford, Sisney, Johnsonville, all, all around. I want to see the kingdom of God everywhere. So I'm going to repeat, I'm going to read this again. John 3, 3, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And that's why I said earlier, these testimonies that we've seen here today, they could, would not be possible and could not be possible if they were not born again. If they didn't have a door for the blessings of God to come into their life, none of these things could happen. If they didn't have a door for the power of God come into their life, these things couldn't happen. If they didn't have the love of God, have a door where the love of God could come in to their lives, these marriages could not be turned around. That's right. That's right. If, if they didn't have a Savior that died on a cross and was healed by his stripes, these healings could not have taken place. It's true. It's true. Let's go ahead and talk about Nicodemus just for a minute. I'm going to go ahead and read one through three. And it says, there was a man named Nicodemus, and he is a Jewish religious leader. Now, let me translate that for you. That just means he knew right from wrong. But you know what? I think most of us know right from wrong. You know, if this is your first time in church, more than likely, you know right from wrong. You know what? I used to know right from wrong. But I still done wrong. But I knew what was right from wrong. You know, I think some, some, one of the mistakes we make sometimes is to, is to tell people they're sinners. You know why? Because I think they know they're sinners. I think they know. That's what I, I mentioned earlier that, you know, when people tell me about Jesus, I, I knew. I knew every one of my faults. I knew every one of my sins. I knew, I knew all my mistakes. And I, I, didn't, I didn't like them, but I knew them. So nobody had to tell me that I was a sinner. I knew. But you know what? Everybody else is a sinner too. And that's why we all need a Savior, right? So Nicodemus, he was a religious leader, so he knew right from wrong. And it goes on to say, who was a Pharisee. And after dark one evening, he came to speak to Jesus. 
Now, most of us fall into this category. We would really like to know a little bit about Jesus, but we sure don't want to go in the daytime. We want to slip in at night, and we really don't want our friends to know that we're finding out about this Jesus. You know, we sure don't want to we sure don't want to rock the boat. We don't want our friends to think that, man, you might be a Jesus freak or you're even considering uh, giving up drinking and doing all the, all, all the crazy stuff with your friends. So we kind of we slip in. And, you know, and I, I've heard so many times, well, I might just slip in and sit on the back row. You know, why, why, why? well, they just, they, they just want to check Jesus out. They really, they're not ready to follow yet. They just want to have a question or two about Jesus. And that's where Nicodemus was. So he just, he come at night and he just kind of wanted just a bit of an information. And if we went ahead and read there, we'd see that Nicodemus, uh, he senses and he is pretty sure in his heart that Jesus is the son of God and he is the spoken of Messiah. All right. And then that brings us down to verse 3 that I, that I read earlier. And it says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. In other words, he's saying, I'm going to read it one more time. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now what he is saying here, that I don't care what you do and how much you know, and how good you are, and how many friends you have. If you are not born again, you will never experience the kingdom of God. You will never see the kingdom of God. Let me go on one step forward, farther. If you never receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, and go from what the Scripture says, a child of wrath, to being a child of God, you will never know the love of God. You will never know the grace of God. You will never know about the mercies of God and the kindness of God and the forgiveness of God. You will never see the kingdom of God manifested in a life if they're not born again. You know, that kind of explains why the world is so messed up, don't it? You know, last week... No, it was a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, we looked at a scripture in, in Luke, Luke 17, 20. It says, the kingdom of God cannot be detected by visible means. Mean, mean, and, and let me translate that, and I mentioned that last time. You know, the kingdom of God is not at Fairfield or Wayne City or Florida or Mount Vernon. It's not like that. But it goes on to say that the kingdom of God is among us. Meaning that the kingdom of God is inside of us. The kingdom of God, if you're a born-again child of God, the kingdom of God is inside of you. Now, here's the thing. If we do not follow God and follow his commandments and his guidance, that kingdom can be in there and people around you will never know. They don't know you've got all the, this love inside of you. They don't know you have grace and good things inside of you. 
But see, when we follow him and obey his word and stand up and stand on his word when every, everybody around us is going a different direction. But if we will stand upon his word and do his word, no matter what anybody else is around, guess what will happen? The kingdom of God will be manifested inside of us and people will see that. They will see the kingdom of God being manifested in our children, in our marriages, in our churches, the places we work. You know, I'll tell you, I, I truly believe that God is leading us, the church, to a place that we've never been before. I think that God is telling the church that it's time for us to, to grow up. I think it's telling the church it's time for us to take a stand. It's time to get off the fence. It's time to, it's time to sing it from the rooftops. What a, power, what a powerful song, huh? Well, where's your rooftop at? Well, where's your rooftop at? Is it when you open the door of, of all them heathens that you work with? Is that your rooftop when you walk in? You know, I'll tell you what. I, I had an instance here uh, I, uh, several months back. And, uh, and, and I was around these, these guys. There's there uh, four of them total, and they were just cussing and carrying on. And, 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 and finally, there was a pause there, and I got the chance, I got the opportunity to praise God. I just started saying, yes, thank you, Lord, this is this, and thank you, Lord. And, and I'm just so thankful for God. You know, and still to this day, I have no idea whether it affected any of them men whatsoever. But you know what I did do? I gave him a chance to see the kingdom of God. Oh, so, so where, where is your rooftop? Who needs to see the kingdom of God in you? There's people everywhere. Everywhere. Now, here's what you don't do. You know, I, I tell you, I, I meet people all the time, and I try to have a complete conversation with them, and I try to never, never tell them that I'm a preacher. <laughs> because if you tell me you're a preacher, everything changes. All of a sudden, they go to church all the time, and oh, yeah, they do this all the time and that all the time. So I try to share with them and talk with them and befriend them and never let them know that I'm a preacher. See, everybody thinks it's a preacher's job to do that stuff. But here's what we have to do. We have to be real. You know, if you say hot diggity dog, well, say hot diggity dog, praise the Lord. All right? Or if you have any other slang term, or maybe you're sophisticated, may, may, you know, Maybe you're highfalutin. That's fine. Just be highfalutin. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I, something I always appreciate about Pastor Mark, he always says, you know, he never bought into this cookie-cutter Christian deal. And you know what? I, I, think that's, I think that's biblical. I think that's biblical. Uh, so whatever you have, let me tell you, I, I, I believe right now, over the last several weeks, really, the Lord has been stirring things in people's heart. 
And what he's stirring up inside of you, in fact, the scripture tells us to stir up those gifts inside of us. And I think what he's stirring up inside of us is things that he wants to pull out. And what those are, those are things from the kingdom of God that people need to see. A picture's worth a thousand words, right? An act of kindness is worth a whole lot more than a bunch of I love you's. An act of kindness is worth a lot more than, than a simple phrase, I'm praying for you or thinking of you. An act of kindness is worth so much more than that. But be yourself. Be yourself and let the love of God come out. Follow God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we worship you today and we praise you today. We thank you, Father, for the powerful testimonies we've heard. Uh, we thank you, Father, for that we are able to see your kingdom. We're able to see your love manifested in life. We're able to see your grace manifested in life. We're able to see your mercy manifested in lives. Heavenly Father, we just praise you and we worship you, Father. Father, right now, we just, I just speak to everyone here, Father. Father, whether they're born again or whether they're not born again, for those, if you've never received Christ, your Lord and Savior, today is your day. Today is the day that the Lord, I, I believe the Lord is knocking on your heart, and he is wanting to come in. He's wanting you to lay your things at the foot of the cross, and he's wanting you to open your heart and receive him as your Lord and Savior. He's wanting you to receive him as the guiding light in your life. He's wanting to take all of your past and roll it up in a ball, what the Scripture says, and throw it in the sea of forgetfulness. That's what God wants to do for us. So if you've never received Christ, your Lord and Savior, please come. Please come. We'll pray with you. We'll go to the cross with you. We'll ask God to forgive you of your sins with you. And when we do that, glory to God. Oh, he changes us on the inside. Please come. God bless you. God bless you. Praise you, Father. You know, we see a couple places. The kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is among us. So we know it is. So that means that we can enjoy that right now. So if you don't have any joy in your life, if you don't have any, even if your life is perfect, what I'm wanting to say is that even if your life is perfect, Jesus will make it better. He'll take your gifts and talents and add his power to them and add his strength to them and make them better. But you know, there's another kingdom of God besides the one that's here among us now. And that's the eternal kingdom of God. That's heaven. That's where we all want to go. We just don't want to go right now, but we all want to go. Let me ask you this. If you died right now, 
and you're not 100% sure that you would go to heaven, you need to ask Jesus to come into your heart. You need to ask him to come in and transform you and make you a child of God. The Apostle Paul said, I, and I, I have several people ask me this over the years, well, how do you know? And you know what? I don't know how you know, but I know that you can know. I don't know how God does it. The Apostle Paul said, I know whom I have believed. I don't understand it, and I can't explain it to you, but I know whom I have believed also. I know in my heart that Jesus is there. I know in my heart that God has cleansed me and made me one of his own. Please come. Please come.
God is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but all should reach repentance. And that's what Russell and Breyer did this morning. Praise God. <clears throat> Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, glory. And if there's others, yes. Glory. Oh, yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. I really think what we got to know, and I think what the world has to know is that they cannot do it on their own. And they have to know that we couldn't do it on our own either. They have to know that we have a strength behind us. They have to know that we have a power behind us. They have to know that the cross is behind us. Glory! And that's what we shout from the rooftops. And that's what we say. Hey, I, I was a mess. And if there's anything good in me now, it come through Christ. Yeah, I know I was the only mess here, right? Hey, I hope, I pray that the Lord spoke to you this morning. But you know what? There's something else I hope. I hope you take those words that God spoke to you, and I hope that when you go out these doors, you put those words into action. Because that's where it starts. The moment you step out that door, that's when God says, now come on now, come on. Now don't get distracted, come on now. Follow me, I know, I know. I see him over there, you do too, come on. Don't get don't, don't distracted. So I encourage you. You know, and sometimes, sometimes you just have to talk to the devil. You know, Jesus spoke to the devil. <laughs> sometimes you just got to tell him, no, you cannot have my kids. You cannot have my woman. You can't have my husband. You can't have my marriage. Sometimes you just got to tell him. That's right. It's true. It's true. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.